the Lord kind of placed this on my heart because uh, the idea came into my head and it was just really heavy on my chest. So I was like, I got to share it. We all have a past. Yesterday was the past. Ten years ago was the past. Twenty years ago was the past. And some of us have pain in our past. And sometimes if we hold on to our past, that pain, it comes somewhat like a ball and chain that we carry around. And if we carry that around, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess with our relationship with God. It's not going to allow it to blossom. And it's because we're staying focused on that past, that pain that is in our life. But God creates us new every day. Ten minutes ago was the past. Any pain in your life that you've had in the past, let go of it. Let go of it and give it to God. And he will just continue to recreate you each and every day of your life. And you can just extinguish that pain. And you will have pain no more. You may have the fear of the pain. But in his presence, we will not have that fear. So I would just encourage you to do that. Amen. Uh, The Lord kind of brought this imagery back to my mind uh, when a when a hurricane hits they did a test on palm trees because they realized that palm trees never break during a hurricane and so they tested them and they always bend and they sway and they get pushed around and torn up but they never break and they tested the height of a palm tree after a hurricane And they saw that before the hurricane, it was shorter than after the hurricane. And the Lord said, no matter what test you're going through, no matter what, it's your roots that are going to keep you and that will hold you tight. And if you hold on to that, if you hold on to my word and my prayer, during that storm, and learn how to rejoice because you were joining Christ on the cross when you're in that storm. You will come out so much taller than you went in. Just hold tight to the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, we're in, we're in God's presence. and I just reminded to keep contending for breakthroughs. Keep contending for breakthroughs. Um, as you all notice, Melissa Co was was not here again. She's battling. She's having headaches now that that she just are pretty unbearable. And if you've ever had a severe headache, I'm sure you understand what how terrible that can be. Um, but we're we're not giving up. We want to see the breakthrough in those areas. It's just like when I was. Um, you know, I was in Colorado this week that uh, with my mom, and, and like I said, I mean, if you want to look in the natural, if you look in the physical, there's not much hope. I mean, there's, you know, there's not much hope in the physical, but when I, when I have turned my eyes to Jesus, when I, when I know what God has already said, when I know what God has already provided, then I, my eyes are lifted from the natural to a greater reality. 
And that's where the breakthroughs come. And so I just, I mean, I encourage you as we, you know, freedom in every area. We're we're contending for that. Where the where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's there's breakthroughs. There's there's supernatural manifestations. Don't stop contending for the breakthrough. Don't stop. Stand. One of the. It's interesting. One of the. You know, I've been with my parents all week, so I'll probably just share a couple things on that first. If you, if you can understand, that's what's going on in my life right now. Um, I mean, it'd be real easy to, to look at my mom when she fell over. She's flat on her back on the ground. She couldn't even, because she was, she's getting weak, and fell straight back and hit her head. And you hear this loud noise, and you have to pick your own mother up off the floor. I know, Gary, you maybe have done this with your dad. Uh, that's, that's tough. That's a that's a hard deal. Um, but the Lord was really gracious. I mean, he was able for I mean, I was I don't know. I mean, maybe I just wasn't, you know, people say you just need to deal with reality. Well, you know what? Um, I don't want to deal in the reality of this world. That's not my that's not where I belong. I mean, the Bible says I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm already in. So where I belong is the heavens, the heavenly realms, the, the re- reality that, of where God dwells, the heavenly realms. That's, that's my citizenship is there. That's what I'm a part of. And so why should I look to something less and less powerful and less great as my direction and, and information on what's really going on? The truth is what God says. The truth is what God says. Whether you're facing doubts about, you know, whether God loves you or whether you're facing doubts about your health, whether you're facing doubts about your children and and what's going to happen with them and are they going to follow Jesus? Are they going to do whatever that you want them to do? You know, all those worries and anxieties we have, whether it's something financial, whether you don't know how God's going to provide. The answer is not by looking in the natural. The answer is say, what does God say? What does God say? What does it say in his word? What has he already said? Sometimes we can wait, oh God, to speak to me, and he's already spoken. (laughs) He's already spoken to the situation. He's written down a love letter full of promises for you. He's already said some things like, man, Lord, what do you think? What's going to happen? Well, let's find out. What do you say? It says, those that believe will speak with other tongues, that signs and wonders will follow them. They will drink poison and it will not harm them. They will pick up snakes. And I don't think it's talking about physical snakes. Although I think in the case of if you're doing God's work and a snake gets you, then just like Paul in Acts 27, you can, you'll be able to shake it off. Uh, it's not about those types of churches that, you know, well, let's just play with the snakes. Uh, no, we're, we're never supposed to play with snakes, spiritual or physical. But when they come at you and they're attacking you, then you deal with them in the authority of Jesus. But it said, the, the Bible says all those things are already true. They're already true. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you trust Him? Then they're true. The Bible says by His stripes we were healed. So it's either true or it isn't. I mean, there's no like middle ground. There's no like... 
Well, in this situation, maybe it doesn't... No. Is it God's desire to do that? Yes, He already says. It's like when the leper came to Him in in Matthew 8, and the leper says, Jesus, if you will, would you heal me? What does He say? I will. I will. It's my desire. That's, that's That's my desire. And when Jesus came into the world, you can tell what God's been speaking to me about, so... It's not what's on your notes there. Um, God desires those things. I mean, sometimes we're seeking the Lord and saying, Oh, Lord, if you would just give me that. And He's waiting for you to know that He already desires that. He's already holding it out, saying, Take it. And we're saying, Oh, Lord, would you please give it? And He's like, Just open your hands. Just open your life. It's already there. I've already paid for it. I mean, when Carrie got up and shared, hey, freedom from your past, look, it's there. It's already there. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if God dwells in you, there's freedom already living in you that can be released. But it, has to, it comes from the inside out. You all know... That we're like three different parts. Did you know that? Like the Bible says we're body, soul, and spirit. Like in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 it says, May your whole spirit, body, soul, and spirit be kept blameless until the day of Jesus Christ. He is faithful and He will do it. So there's, there's, and there's other scriptures. That's one of my favorites though. But you have, we all know what the body is. I think you can figure that out, right? I hope so. It's this thing. You know, smack your head, head and shoulders, knees and toes. You know, that's your that's your body. I have a one for those of you who are guests. I have an 18 month old head. He said that's all he says is head, and it wants us to sing the rest. But that's that's your. We have our bodies. I mean, we have the physical body, but we also have our soul. You know what your soul is? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Exactly. There's your thoughts, your the way you think. There's your feelings. Uh, and there's your your will. You make choices in your soul. And then there's your spirit, where the essence of you is, like your your heart, or you know, uh, the Bible sometimes refers to heart as the soul. And so, that's a long teaching. But um, you know, your innermost being. That's where the Holy Spirit connects and renews you. When the Bible says you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, it's when His Spirit joins with your spirit and makes you new on the inside. And then the freedom works its way out. Because have you ever noticed? I mean, you're already totally free. But sometimes I I have a way of thinking that I just need to be set free from. So you're like, how is that possible? It's because it's in my soul. It's not in my spirit. Not in my innermost self of who I am. And so freedom comes when the Holy Spirit works to change that way of thinking. And my mind is renewed. And then I'm set free from that pattern of thinking. And then it's broken. But we can, that's why sometimes you say, well, man, I've seen lots of Christians or I've had things in my own life that I just couldn't get free from. Well, it's not in your innermost being where God dwells. It's in your, it's either in your mind, your will, or your emotions, your soul area. Now we're getting close to the, to the message here, but, and God, when He brings freedom, He brings it from the inside out to where He can break off any chain that, in your way of thinking, any, sometimes your emo, you can't trust, you don't always trust your emotions. Your emotions are not always right. Just because you feel a certain way, like I feel this, um, that's, not, that's not necessarily God. It can be. 
I mean, how God wants it to work is your spirit is in charge of your mind, your emotions, and your will. In other words, what you think, what you feel, and what you do. Where the Holy Spirit is released so you're free to choose rightly. I mean, that's what freedom is. Freedom's not that you can do anything. I mean, that's not freedom. Freedom's not that you get to do anything you want. Freedom's that you have the power to choose something good. I have the power to be free. I have the power to choose something good in my way of thinking. I have the power and the authority to overcome this, this, this addiction that I have in my emotions to pity and people feeling sorry for my situation. You can be free from that, but you have to be willing to say, I want freedom, first of all. Your will has to be involved, and, and it comes from the Holy Spirit on the inside. Galatians 5.1 says, it, it, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. What's that freedom? So we can walk in His life and choose and, and be self-controlled. If you, it's so interesting. I've gone through the Bible recently, and there's, there's so many points where it talks about self-control where I never saw it before. And sometimes we think of self-control as like only a negative thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm not eating dessert right now, you know, or something. You know, you're, you're going on a little diet uh, or whatever. You know, you're not eating sweets. You say, I'm not going to do that this week. I'm going to run 20 miles a day and not eat sweets, okay? <laughs> and I haven't done that, by the way. Um, not this week. And... You know, so we say, oh, I'm going to exercise self-control and not do that. Well, that's, that's, that is part of self-control, but that's, uh, that misses a whole other world of self-control. The whole other world of self-control is I have the power to do something that's good and right. It's not that I just have the power to, oh, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't take a piece of cake. I know it's going to be at the potluck today, so there's going to be lots of cookies and brownies and cake. I'm not going to touch them, so I'm going to be self-controlled. Yeah, that's part of it. But have you ever noticed when you're so busy choosing what's right and so busy loving Jesus and so busy just being overflowed with His love and walking in, in the ways that He would have us walk and, and walking in the freedom, I don't have to worry as much about that, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. That's real freedom. That's real freedom is, is not when I'm trying not to do something. It's when I'm co- so caught up in Jesus and he has freed me and given me the authority to live free and make choices that are good just like he does. God's the most free being in the world. There's nothing that he can't do. Well, there are some things he can't do. but he, In other words, he can't do something that's not who he is. So in other words, he can't. He can't do something that's evil because he's good. And so God frees us to live in that same way. And that freedom only comes one way. And I know my wife's going to be sharing here uh, just right after lunch. So I don't want to take a whole lot of time. And um, But one of the things that God is doing... I think with us is kind of just renewing our vision and kind of just refocusing. You know, when the Burks were here, they said all those re-words. Re, in, I don't know what they all were. I, I wrote them down. But, you know, restore, re-engage, re, rejuvenate, whatever. And um, renew. And I feel like the Lord's doing that in our hearts for like, what has what He given us for this church? You know, I've been the I've been the senior pastor here 
as the title is said on the, you know, as churches go, uh, for uh, almost three and a half years. You're like, wow. So my my dad has been gone um, four years last Sunday. <laughs> my parents have been gone four years last Sunday. And, you know, as you get going, you can get caught up in life. And I think even as a church, as a people, we can... We kind of get in a routine and we need Sometimes we need to just refocus and re-engage. Say, Lord, what, what are we here for? Why do we exist? What's, what have you called us to do? What's our destiny? And so God's been speaking to us. And so some of those things we'll be, we'll be sharing. That's, that's how, how Ashley received this vision is she'd been struggling with different things. And God, I'm not trying to steal anything from you. You know, God set her free from some stuff. And then boom, immediately it's like she just received all this stuff from God. She received all this, this vision, this picture of what God has for us, what God has for our children, and, pro- and actually more than that. Um, and so, let me let me share a couple of the, couple of those things. This is kind of like the second. I mean, this does tie into healthy connections, which is the title of the message. But turn to John 15 real quick, if you would, John chapter 15. And this ties into freedom too. See, this is, this is what's at our heart here and part of what's going to mark us as a church is, is healthy connections. And in healthy connections, we find freedom. But this is, this is the connection that starts it all. And we're talking about relational connections here. John 15 said, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Just remember, if you're being pruned in your life, that's because you had some fruit. Okay, so it's not like a a punishment. It's it's a blessing. You're like, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Um, Lord, this blessing hurts so good. Um, (laughs) Jesus says, you're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me or abide in me, dwell in me. There's different trends. It all means the same thing. And I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do no thing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away, withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, look at this. Ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. 
For everything I learned from the Father, from my Father, I made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. Now, there's not much that I really want to say beyond that because I think Jesus kind of says it pretty clearly there. And But we have to have our connections in order. And the first connection is Jesus. Me and Jesus. If that connection is good, then every other relational connection I have with people can bear fruit. If that connection is not there or not good, and it's, you know, his side is always good. It's a two-way street, but his side is taken care of. If there's not a connection, and I'm not talking about you suddenly become unsaved or saved with God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, when you're engaged with God, there's times when we, you know, we, he's there and he's still in us, but I'm kind of like, I'm disconnected from him in a certain way. In other words, I'm, you know, we're not talking. <laughs> I'm not listening to him and I'm not talking. He, you know, he's listening, but I'm not talking. But that connection is so important. It's me and Jesus. And when that connection is healthy, that's, when, that's where freedom comes. But then there's the next, the next connection that happens is between a husband and a wife. Out of that connection with Jesus, we want to see healthy connections between spouses. And see, when there's a healthy connection between the spouses, then there can be a healthy connection between the parents and the children. Anytime one of these connections breaks, it causes, it causes something to get out of whack. It causes, you know, you know, if there's not a good connection with your spouse, have you noticed? Um, things get out of whack. And usually that means, you know, if things are out of whack and I go right to God, if I go right to Jesus, he, he pretty much takes care of it right away. And then I, you know, I go and make things right with my wife, right? Because... You know, the connection there, I mean, if I'm connected to God, He's just flowing out to, to health and, and goodness and purity and love. And so it's hard to, there's nothing going to come out of me but love if I'm connected to Him. If I'm just living in the love of God, then when I come to my wife, what's going to come out is love. When I, you know, sometimes say things that aren't loving, I just check my connection. I need to check my connection. What's going on? doesn't mean I've suddenly fallen from grace and, and going to hell or something, but it does mean I need to check my connection. And see, when there's healthy connections in a family from a husband and a wife, man, and a parent and a child, what a connection. How much fruit can that bear? A parent and a child together? Where there's a, there's a love connection. Where you love them so much that you give them freedom to live their lives in God. Not their life in you, and I'm just starting to learn that. So I'm not. I'm preaching. You know, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm saying I know this is got what God is telling how to do it here. Look, hey, love each other. Okay, if I love that person, I'm going to do what's best for them, not what's best for me. Am I doing what's best for me, for my, for Evan, for my child, or am I doing what's best for him? Is it for my convenience? Or for his good. And then of course this all comes from God. Flowing from him. 
Hey, there's another connection. Friend to friend. Person to person. That when God comes, look, He says, look at, look at the picture of healthy relationships here. Look, I've, you know, greater love has no man than this that he lay down his life for his friends. When you're in a healthy connection with someone else, they're the one I'm focused on. They're the one I'm honoring. They're the one I'm blessing. Man, it's, it's so easy to be about me. But think about it. If we're all about each other, if I'm focused on you, someone else is going to take care of me. Whether that's Jesus, who's pouring out His love and affection, or Jesus through someone else. So we've got the friend-to-friend connection. Then there's, we want to see... I believe God is just leading us to continue this. Hey, do we have some of this? Yeah. Do we have some of not this? Yeah. I mean, what God wants to do, take a look around. Or um, if you know other, other believers, God, uh, the enemy, not God, the enemy would do anything to turn you against that other person. I mean, God, look around, look around the room here. Look in, at your house, look at your family. The enemy wants you to turn against those people. He wants there to be a disconnection. Because that's where life flows is when we're connected together with God and His love and life flow into us. And we're free and we're self-controlled and there's all the joy and, and all that stuff. But if we disconnect... So whenever you find yourself pushing away from a good relationship... Next week we may get into the message and talk about some, some relationships we don't need. But... If you find yourself being pushed away from a relationship that's good, you better check on that and say, is that the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit doesn't tear people apart. He brings people together. Remain in my love and you will bear much fruit in your relationships. That's one of the ways we bear fruit is, is in healthy relationships with one another. Family to family. Church to church. Man, I want to see I want to see the churches come together in Midland like they never have. That's a, that's a that's a vision for this city. God wants that. God wants us to lay down our differences. Man, we could I mean, I could go around the room, we could probably debate about some Christian subject and be disagree on it. Yeah, there's a hundred of those, but there's some really great ones we agree on. There's some really powerful ones like Jesus dying on the cross and rising again on the third day and He's come to to pass out His gift of life and salvation to the entire world. That's something powerful to agree on and to lay aside the other little things that don't matter as much. Yeah, we could talk about them. That's okay. But don't, don't let those things cause us to say, disconnect. Okay, you're over there and I'm over here. We're not. No, we're together. We're one. Then there's another connection that God wants, and that's church to city. In other words, the church connecting with the people in our community. And I've mentioned that many times recently, and we're continuing to see the opportunities that God is going to raise up here in the next, very soon, I believe. Uh, he's, he's raising up those opportunities. And then city to city. Man, I'd love to see Midland and Odessa. I, I believe there's some still some healing between the cities that needs to happen where there's and they've been fighting over stuff for a long time in these cities does god want that no he wants healthy relationships that's why part of the reason jesus came so we could 
love one another. He said, look, this is how you'll know you're my disciples. And so God wants us to connect. He doesn't want disconnection. And what disconnection brings is when we disconnect in one of those areas, that's where we find all the junk released. If it's in your family, then there's junk in your family. And there's, you know, all kinds of, you you all know what's, it's all happened, it's happened to all of us. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's something to say, God, you're greater than that. Lord Jesus, I'm connecting with you and believing that your life is going to overcome those things in my past, in the past in my family. And you're going to bring us together like never before. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's true. God said it. God said it. So that's part of that's part of our values that we want to reemphasize. You're like, man, we've probably been emphasizing that. Yeah, probably so. But there's we want to see so much more. There's so much that can happen. I, I believe when Jesus says you can bear much fruit, man, there's there's things we can't even imagine that will happen in our relationship with our spouse and with our children that will burst something in our families that will go to other families and we'll be able to impart that into them and pour out the blessing of God into them and multiply it. How do you think God wants it to work? To where family to family, person to person, me and God together with, we're all one. Seeing His fruit all over the, all over the city, all over the world as we travel to Poland and wherever else God sends us, Honduras, and to the nations. He wants to multiply that. Why do you think we go on missions trip? It's so, yeah, we get stuff, but we also want to impart what God has given to us. And join with other believers and touch those who aren't, aren't believers yet. Who don't know that God loves them. Who don't know that God died for them already. Anyway, that, that's that's our that's part of our vision. I know my wife's going to do a much better job at sharing something here in a few minutes, but uh, we do have lunch, and so I'm I'm just going to stop um, and pray. And I think God is, but I encourage you to check your connection. Check your connection, and it's not a it's not a condemning thing to check your connection. It's just a reality. You know, hey, what's really going on with God and me? What's really going on with, you know, am I really talking with my spouse? Am I really intimate with, with them in the things that are going on in my heart? Man, that's a challenge for me. I don't like to share stuff. I'm the kind of person that I'll take care of it on my own. I'm a, I'm a good man. <laughs> I'll just, you want to talk about it, she says. I said, no, <laughs> not really. I mean, I was being honest. Do I want to? No. <laughs> Do I need to? Yes. <laughs> I see all the women shaking their heads. All the men are going, shut up. <laughs> but check your connections. You know, and, and just make sure it's not, it's not a bad thing to say, Lord, renew my connection with you. You know, if there's something out of whack there, then God, I'm trusting you to fix it. It's not up to me to fix it. I'm just here to, to respond and say, yes, Lord. You can do it. So Lord, I just, I just thank you. Lord, we thank you for freedom. Lord, I thank you for the way you've spoken to us this morning in so many different ways, Lord, through the, through the songs, Lord, through words that you brought forth, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that we can have 
just amazing relationships with you. Lord, we can have an amazing relationship with our spouse, with our children, with families, with our friends. Lord, with, with, we can have a connection to our city and community, Lord, that bears fruit, that gives life. Lord, as you reminded us, there's, there's, there's people waiting for life. They're standing in the midst of death. But you've given us life. And we get to share it. And so, Father, we just thank you. Jesus, we're trusting in you. We're connected to you. You are the vine. You are the source. You are the one who has everything we need. All life and power and love and goodness flow from you. And so we choose to open up our souls, our lives, our minds, our wills, our desires, everything in us to you. That you might reign in every area. You might speak in every area. You might flow through every area. And we just thank you for that, Father. And we thank you, Lord. And we pray that as we, as we break bread together, as we enjoy a meal together, Lord, that you'll just bless us with a fellowship that comes when, when brethren and sisters dwell in unity, Lord. When we come together and can, can be together in your love. So we just thank you, that, Lord. We bless the food and we thank you for the abundance that you've given us, Lord, when we celebrate it with joy. In Jesus' name, amen.